Very well, I refuse to marry you. I'd rather live my life as a pauper scrubbing the garter robes. I care not for you or your pagan customs. Is this clear enough for you? Brant snarled. He shot to his feet, slamming his palm flat onto the high table. Methinks it's about time I had a talk with my lady bride. Her jaw dropped as she took a hasty step back. She placed her hands defiantly on her hips and didn't look away. But even so, she knew she had talked too out of turn. His dark fury poured from every movement. She cursed herself for again daring to step too close to the flame. He stalked around the table until he was well upon her. His fists were hard balls at his sides, attesting to his ire. Without pause, he grabbed her about the waist and threw her easily over his shoulder. Oomph! Della felt the wind rush from her lungs as she landed hard against him. He then leapt from the platform like a raging beast to the main hall floor. Della screamed and clutched at his back for support. Much to her amazement, he didn't drop her. His feet found easy footing in the rushes. Screaming, she demanded, Let go of me, you oaf! How dare you treat me like this! I am Lady Della of Strathfield! I am a lady! Brant's arm blazed a liquid heat into her stomach as he adjusted her on his shoulder. Della dangled helplessly over his back, pressed intimately against the heat of his body. Her waist fit next to his thick neck, and he held her steady with one arm wrapped around her upper thighs. Della didn't move, noting in astonishment how gracefully he walked for a man of his size. Then, hearing Gunther's hearty laughter, she came to her senses. She pushed her arms on his back and wielded herself up with a cry of fury. Brant grunted like he was in pain as she hit him. He stopped at the foot of the stairs and grabbed her butt with his free hand. Giving her cheek a hard squeeze, he warned, Hold, or I will likely drop you on your hard head. Della instantly let her arms fall and did as he commanded. A strangely devious and unfamiliar response started in her stomach at his arrogant handling, and she felt the familiar way in which his hand caressed her backside. For a moment, the touch mystified her into silence. The heat of his grip sent scorching waves of fire through the two layers of linen she wore. Della stiffened as she realized he was carrying her to the bedchambers. Tears instantly came to her eyes and she began to shake. The weight of his hand deepened on her sensitive bottom. Her thighs tightened and she became hot as an unusual throbbing started in her core. She squeezed her eyes shut, preparing to run as soon as she was let down, and prayed her quivering legs would carry her. He moved his hand from her backside to push open his chamber door. Then, with a hard jerk, he kicked it shut behind him. The door vibrated with a decisive thud. He carried her across the chamber and effortlessly tossed her onto the feather mattress. Standing over her, he crossed his arms to make an impenetrable barrier with his body. His eyes silently dared her to run. Della shivered. Hurrying to her hands and knees, she backed away from her potential ravisher. She dashed the shameful tears that slipped from her eyes. Brent watched her edge to the side of the bed, a look of hot passion on his face. You are not more than a dishonorable barbarian, she yelled, terrified by the animalistic way he looked at her. It was like a starving man watching a loaf of bread. And you are a spoiled shrew, he fired back. Miserable lout, aggravating wench, heathen, battle-axe, wretched boor, enchantress. He softened his tone and smiled when her mouth dropped open with no reply. So, there is a way to silence your foolish tongue. I could quickly show you more effective ways to draw a compliment from your lord husband. 
Enchantress? Della swallowed uncomfortably. No one had ever said such a thing about her, at least not to her face. She cursed herself for the pleasure she felt at the compliment. You are not my husband. Yea, not yet, but I will be soon enough. There are a few things we need to get straight between us if this is to be a happy marriage. She eyed his devilish looks. He still wore the same long tunic he had been wearing earlier, only he had removed the chainmail. His clothes were threadbare and bewailed a want for a woman's touch. They lacked fine embroidery at the edges, and the material was old, not at all fit for a leader of men and the future alderman of Strathfield. She wondered why the poor quality of his clothing didn't bother her as much as it should, or why she suddenly felt compelled to rip the tunic from his chest to see what was hidden beneath. If it is happiness you seek, my lord, mayhap you should seek another wife. It's not too late. Her low whisper sounded ominous, for you will not find happiness with me.